Grab some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Welcome back to another week of the Frontier Freedom Hour. This is Jeff Hunt, your host. You know, the show is sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. It's CCU's public policy think tank. Well, it was a historic week for Colorado Christian University as we inaugurated our 22nd president, Mr. Eric Hogue. And I thought it would be great for you to hear some of the speeches, some of the celebration, get a sense of the direction, the vision, the hope that's coming from Colorado Christian University. So on this week's show, you're going to get to hear that. We're going to start with the Chancellor of Colorado Christian University, Dr. Donald Sweeting. For 109 years, CCU and its heritage schools have been a light in Colorado and in the Rocky Mountain West. And we've recently been referred to as the Lantern of the Rockies, which is an image hearkening back to the role of the Elgin Cathedral in medieval Scotland, called the Lantern of the North, located on the edge of civilization, whose light shined out to the chaotic, unconverted, still pagan Highland Celts. Well, today, I'd like to point to a slightly different image, an image that comes from Scripture itself, the image of a lampstand. Israel was to be a light to the nations, symbolized by the ever-burning menorah, but it's the Church of Jesus Christ that's pictured in the New Testament as a lampstand. You'll find that in Revelation chapter 1. You know, today we're gathered to inaugurate a new president, Eric Hogue, as we step into a new chapter in the life of Colorado Christian University. However, before we do, let's take a moment to honor our past, celebrate our present, and remind ourselves of our future calling by way of this potent image of a lampstand. First, we want to honor the past. It was Soren Kierkegaard, the Danish theologian and philosopher, who said, life can only be understood backwards but it must be lived forwards. Friends, we're here because of yesterday. The distant past, the apostles, the martyrs, the faithful through the ages, and the more recent past, the 109 years of our own institutional history. Most people, they don't get to work at a company that's been around for more than 100 years, but we do. In fact, only 0.8% of the companies in the United States were even here 100 years ago. Well, today is the fulfillment of the faithfulness and the endurance of thousands of people over the past century who shaped who we are today, and we're grateful to them all. Back in 1914, CCU was a little school in an overgrown mining town turned cow town in the young state of Colorado. It started with one teacher, two students, and a one-room schoolhouse. And a man named Clifton Fowler sensed the need for trained Christian workers. He had um, observed Bible institutes rising up in other cities around the country, and so he thought, let's found the Denver Bible Institute, or DBI. DBI would supply the growing number of churches in Denver with Christian workers. At DBI, students would learn the Word of God. They would solidify the foundations of their faith. They would nurture that faith. And many students would go out and help to fill the pulpits all through the Denver area with ministers. 
DBI was part of the Bible Institute movement, a movement which developed as a response to the secularization of American higher education as philosophies of naturalism and relativism embedded themselves in the established colleges. Over time, Denver Bible Institute developed into Denver Bible College and then later was renamed Rockmont College. By 1949, there were 230 students. In 1985, Rockmont would merge with Western Bible Institute and then later, in 1989, with Colorado Baptist University. Along the way, there were lean seasons and seasons of plenty. There were times when it looked like the school might have to close its doors because they couldn't make payroll. There were seasons of leadership failure and theological drift. It took vision, faith, endurance, prayer, and courage to go forward. CCU was never and is not now a one-person show. People like Clifton Fowler, Sam Bradford, the Harwood family, Archie Yetter, David Beckman, the Donna Thorns, the Armstrong family, and many, many others stepped into the gap, and for some reason, God continued to bless and show favor to Colorado Christian University. And all of CCU's heritage schools shared the same common convictions, that there is a sovereign creator God that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, into the world to redeem lost and sinful people like us, that the gospel of Christ is the best message in the world, that the Bible is the word of God, and that we must train a new generation of students to be champions for Christ in our time. And so today we honor the past. For us, the past is not a, a hitching post, but it's a guidepost. We dare not ignore the Christ-centered vision that gave birth to Colorado Christian University. Not because we care to get lost in nostalgia, and not because they were perfect either, but because the Lord was at work back then through them. But secondly, today we not only honor the past, we also celebrate the present. Did you know that in 1914, the year we were founded and had only two students, enrollment at Harvard University, the oldest college in the U.S., had 537 students. The enrollment at University of Denver, the oldest college in Denver, was 1,159 students. No one in 1914 could imagine that that tiny little Bible college would someday have more students than those two institutions together had in 1914. Nor could they imagine a campus like the one we see here today. They couldn't imagine that CCU, over a hundred years later, would still be a Christian, conservative, evangelical university with a growing national voice, with over a thousand students doing ministry hours all over Denver, and hundreds of CCU students going on mission trips around the world. They couldn't imagine CCU having one of the largest counselor training programs in the nation. They couldn't imagine our digital platform, our graduate programs, our doctoral programs, our high school academy or a student body getting near about 10,000 students, not including the CCU Academy. What happened in 1914 reminds me of that little mustard seed that Jesus spoke about in Matthew 13. That seed is so tiny and easily underestimated, but Jesus made the point that in his kingdom, huge things can come from small beginnings. The ministry of 12 fishermen would defy imagination and lead to the overturning of the Roman Empire. His kingdom is like that. Well, today CCU has over 24,000 living alumni. This past May, we had our largest graduating class ever with 1,400 graduates. 
The Chronicle of Higher Education ranked us as the sixth fastest growing private master's degree granting college in the United States. And the Wall Street Journal this August, for the first time, named us as one of the best colleges in America. The early DBI staff couldn't imagine CCU's growing national reputation that we are not only training pastors, missionaries, Bible translators, and counselors, but Christian nurses, doctors, engineers, business leaders, policy analysts, teachers, artists, journalists, you name it. So today we're here to not only honor the past and celebrate the present, but we're also here to remember our responsibility to tend this lampstand. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 12 and 13, we see John, the aged apostle, banished to Rome to a desolate Aegean island called Patmos. This was his punishment for being a courageous witness for Jesus Christ. In his pastoral ministry, John had endured so much persecution, and now he eagerly awaited the Lord's return. But during his exile, he had a vision. He writes, Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, and on turning I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstand was one like the Son of Man. What did he see? He saw these lampstands and heard the voice of the risen, ascended Christ. And each lampstand represented a church. The light of each lamp was needed because the surrounding darkness, cultural darkness, uh, which was caused by the great deceiver, was spreading. And so each church is, in pic is pictured as an embattled uh, body uh, being assaulted by the great dragon. But in the midst of the lampstand walks Jesus, the Son of Man. And he sets up each lampstand and says, you know, you must be faithful, but if you're not, I'm going to remove you. And so even each of the seven churches were at this decision point, as you read through Revelation. Culture was pressing in, and Jesus called them all to hold fast, be faithful, don't abandon the light. How do they remain faithful? Well, the book later reveals it is by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their faithful testimony that they conquered. Now, friends, this is an important image for us today. CCU is not a church, but we're a servant of the church, the academic arm of the church, and in that sense, we too are a lampstand. And we're called to bear witness to the light as well. We're called to tend our lampstand in the moral, spiritual, and intellectual darkness of our own era, because the great dragon is again on the move, and his deceptions in our own age are many. And we, too, are at a decision point. Will we hold fast to him? In its 109 years, CCU has endured two world wars, a depression, multiple recessions, two great pandemics. But will we continue to honor him in our season of growing national recognition? Will we remain faithful in the second hundred years with new pressures and assaults on faith-based institutions? Or will we become proud and go the way of so many schools that have secularized? President David Beckman's voice echoes from the past. We heard him say to our board, hold on to the word of God. President Armstrong's voice echoes from the past. We heard him say, the world doesn't need another secular university. And John's voice comes to us loudest of all. And he reminds us, you're not alone in this fight. You will conquer by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. So President Hogue, your greatest task is to make sure that we do tend the lampstand. Today we celebrate God's grace in your life, and we pray his blessing on your leadership in this new beginning. But tend, uphold, give attention to the lampstand. 
As you help us become a great university, tend the lampstand and exalt the king. May God bless you and may God bless Colorado Christian University.